Welcome to episode 5 of the Irish Fitness Podcast. This episode is brought to you by EST Evolve Online Programming. Uh, Mickey Smith's uh, online program available now. I know he does uh, one-to-one coaching and also group coaching online. Uh, a lot of the top athletes up the north are using it, so definitely check that out. Um, it's also brought to us by the Irish Fitness Championships, uh, Ireland's premier national competition for individuals. Uh, we did it big in 2019 and have bigger plans again for 2020. So uh, keep the first weekend in July free, guys, if you're looking to compete. Uh, so, Shane, 20.4. Yeah, it was What's an interesting week. What's going on? It was a very interesting week. Uh, yeah, very, so, very interesting few days. Yeah, it's always interesting in the, in the Irish CrossFit community, but um, this week in particular, um, it was more interesting, I suppose, on the men's side. But yeah, we'll get yeah. to that eventually. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, we'll start off basically looking at uh, the women's side of 20.4 as an overall leaderboard. So Let's start at the bottom and work our way yeah, up. Yeah, so just, just at point four. Um, the only person to finish this, you guessed it, Emma McQuaid. Surprise, surprise. Um, so from the ground up, basically, we have uh, in the finishes, they're all kind of 235 up to where Catherine Fearn is in fourth place in that workout. And then it goes into Claire McLean and Hannah Moore, 237, 239. And then Emma McQuaid actually did it in 1250, which is an insane Brilliant. Uh, finish. Brilliant. Seen Unreal. as like not many people did that even in the world. So yeah. um, on the women's overall, which is here, and the leaderboard looks mostly the same as last week. We're looking at from basically we have a draw for we have a draw in ninth place. So from eleventh up to first, Katie Healy, Maria Jenkins, Michelle Nagel, Rebecca Thompson, Hannah Moore, Kerry Hewitt, Catherine Fearn, Claire McGlynn, Eva Burke, Amanda Cummins, and Emma McQuaid. Excellent, excellent. Let's go back to the uh, twenty point four list there for a sec. We'll take a look at how the girls got on. So tenth up till. Fifth was 235 reps, yeah. so everyone got stuck on that last yeah. bar, didn't they? The exact same, yeah, yeah trying to so get that overhead. Quite difficult again. The separator in 20.4 was the bar yeah. for most people. We're looking at 1RMs for there most people. for a lot of uh, women in the country. Yeah, like, absolutely. Coming up to that bar, they probably have never jerked overhead. If they have, they've done it once or twice before yes. and never under that much. Not under that kind of fatigue. Yeah, after that many pistols um, and stuff like that. It's a long so. workout. You know, they probably got to the bar with maybe four or five minutes to spare. Yeah. And uh, even with that, uh, under that fatigue, it may be a one RM for close, some of them are close to it. But again, with that kind of weight for that is uh, almost impossible under fatigue. Um, Claire McGlynn, she's an excellent lifter. Um, again, putting them videos up, shout out to Claire. Yeah. Um, I know she represented Ireland as a lifter. I believe in, I think it was Europeans. So yeah. she was very versed with the lifting. So she got, uh, she got herself one rep on there. Uh, Hannah Moore then, uh, I'm not familiar with her, I think she may be in another country. Let's give her a little shout out there, pull that up there and see. If you click on her score, where is she from? Give me a look oh, at the CrossFit Canuck, so that's in Ireland. Oh, okay, for yeah. CrossFit Knock. CrossFit Knock, sorry. Shout out to Hannah, she's obviously an excellent lifter. And then Emma McQuaid, again, Emma demolished it. Yeah, 12 minutes and 50 seconds, uh, world-class performance. I saw her finishing some of the reps, and um, again, as usual, absolutely dominant performance. Yeah. Right, let's bring it on to the uh, the overall leaderboard now, and we'll see. 
Yeah, so the overall then is named out the top 10 there. Not too much of a jump around when it comes to like the top five. Um, still, Claire McGlynn's in there, fourth, Aoife Burke, Amanda Cummins, and Emma Quaid is always up there. Yes. With her unbelievable times it's like worldwide. I think she's fourth in the world. Yeah. Third or fourth yeah, in the yeah, world yeah. overall. Um, so it's obviously going to stand on the Irish League. So course. lots of familiar names there. Yeah. Um, Michelle Nagel uh, and Maria Jenkins tied for ninth place. Mm. Who's in 10th place there? Bring it down one. Katie Healy. Okay, is, uh, sorry. So the girls are actually tied for, I suppose you call it ninth, because yeah. they are tied for ninth, then 10 disappears. Yeah. And Katie Healy is next. Rebecca Thompson, master. Shout out to Rebecca. Yeah. Um, again, an excellent competitor. She's starting to climb now. She got a very good score on that. Eight in the world. Yeah. She's an excellent lifter. Um, I believe she lifted in masters. Worlds, um, so you know yeah. she, you know she's proficient with the yeah, bar. Barbara's no problem for her. Hannah Moore there as well, who we just discussed from CrossFit Knock. Shout out to Hannah, uh, an up and comer. Some great performances there. Um, she suffered a little bit with the twentieth, but an eleventh, a ninth, and then a second in in the last one. So that yeah. was excellent. Kerry Year doing very very well, uh, nice and consistent. Again, just like Hannah. Suffered a little bit with a 19th place in 20.2, mm. but has had quite a consistent performance on the other three workouts. Um, Kat Fearon then always, uh, you know, in the mix. She's performing very consistently. They are in fifth place, regionals athlete. Claire McGlynn, right across the board there, a fourth, a fourth, a seventh, yeah, and a third. Very consistent. Super, yeah. super consistent. And again, putting up them videos, uh, you have to admire people who do that. It's very easy to hide in the shadows. Yeah. In, in the gym and you know get the person to judge you or whatever but taking an actual video record it and putting it up is uh, something that I believe we'll talk about it in a while but I believe that all if you're in contention for say kind of a top 10 spot mm. I think you should have to upload videos yeah it's not necessary for everyone but I think if you're going and for which all these girls are you know close to the top then I think it should be an absolute necessity and we'll talk about that, why that should be um, pretty soon. Uh, Aoife Burke, always very consistent, third, second, fifth, fifth. She's up there with 16 points. So again, like we talked about last week, it's kind of a, a battle for second and third place, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Between uh, it's been, yeah, it's been jumping Amanda. around between Amanda and Aoife. Amanda mm. kind of made a really good run at it this year and had a great open. Um, She's really consistent across the board. Yes. I think her lowest one was actually just this workout. Mm. But even before that, it was just two seconds and a, or a second and two third places. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable compared to something like Emma Quaid. Who's she's just smashing an outlier, she's, you know? She's, um, Amanda's actually well up there in contention on the, uh, the Masters, Masters leaderboard yeah. as well. She very, very well may be our first ever Masters yeah. athlete to go to the Games. Um, so fingers crossed for Amanda. Yeah, this last week now we'll, uh, we'll do it for her if she can... Oh yeah, the Finish muscle strong. ups, muscle ups, and Amanda Cummins. Yeah, you know she's practically the best in the country, apart from Emma, obviously. And then at the top, with uh, five points in total. How is that five points? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'd say someone has submitted a score this morning. Yeah, so that's why these girls have dropped the points. So Emma's actually on four points. Amanda is on 14 and then Aoife is on 15. So all the points there, you can add one because someone has submitted. Mm. Uh, so yeah, another unreal world-class performance by Emma. So that's basically the, uh, the female leaderboard. Again, we're kind of a battle between Amanda and Aoife for second and third and then Emma continuing our dominance at the top. Right, let's take a look at 
the male leaderboard. See what's going on. So this is the male for point four. It's so it's the finish bad here. At the bottom, and we'll just call out the scores, and then we can have a little chat about them then. Yeah. So looking at basically the basically from the points average, uh, starting down where Dean Keller is there. Dean. Shout out to Dean having an absolutely brilliant open. So coming down to our gym and training a good few times as well. Yeah. Just a phenomenal athlete. Um, and then working out the leaderboard in just in point four, Dean Keller, mm -hmm. Rowan Bray, Barry Fitzpatrick, Miles Canning, Ty Lawless, Jamie Heaton, Sam Stewart, Mickey Smith, uh, Niall McCarthy, and PD Savage at the top there. Now. Okay, so we, we start at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, Dean, great performance, very consistent. He's kind of the, the uncrowned or the unpodiumed uh, athlete in yeah. Ireland. He's been putting it down for years, yeah. always very consistent. Uh, he's very dedicated to his training. Yeah. He's an excellent athlete. He travels abroad and all that kind of stuff. And he's always in the mix with them top boys. So a shout out to Dean. Uh, Rowan Bray had a great performance there. Yep. And if you look, some of the guys are getting better as the weeks go on. Yeah. You know, some guys crumple under the pressure, but you'll see these guys and they start to float closer to the top. They may have had a bad performance like Mickey. And then they get closer and closer, and it gets, yeah. you know, it starts to even out more, basically, the more uh, cross-fitty it gets, we'll say. Yeah, more separators in the workouts. Yeah, uh, Barry yeah. Fitzpatrick, great performance there. A few of the boys, again, getting stuck on that that last bar, 235. Uh, Miles Canning, always in the mix. He was down at the IFC a few years ago, did very well. Podium Tighe, unreal performance. He got two reps, I believe, on the last bar, Yeah, if I'm correct. So shout out to Tighe. Climbing the leaderboard every time. Uh, we have Jamie, who finished phenomenal performance there. Mm -hmm. uh, 1945. He's an excellent lifter. You know, yeah. if you go to his Instagram, he'll always be throwing yeah, around. Those barbells are no problem. In, I love the way thing. as well when he makes a big lift, he claps for himself at the end. That's classic. Absolutely classic, <laughs> Jamie. So uh, shout out to Jamie again. Very consistent across the board. He would have been definitely one of the contenders. Uh, at the start of this year to say, yeah, he could definitely make it to the games. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, back up there, back in the mix. Great yeah. to see he finished it with a 19.25. And then we will have a look at Petey's score then, 17.28. So that's a massive, massive difference between Petey's and uh, we'll say Mickey's, Mickey Smith there because... Uh, Petey's such a beast. Yeah, it was two minutes That's quicker. Unbelievable score. Um, I suppose we may as well talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, there was some, I suppose, revelations that came to uh, came to light over the last few days. We won't go into details. Mm. I think uh, if you're in the CrossFit scene, you probably know all about it already. Um, you've heard some stuff. But I suppose the way we would be thinking about it is... Um, there's lessons to be learned for us all. You know what I mean? There's, uh, I know that when I was 23 years of age, uh, I was in rehab and uh, I definitely wasn't uh, doing the right things. You know what I mean? So we all make these poor decisions yeah. when we're young. Um, the trouble with the Open is, or not the trouble, one of the things that goes along with the Open and I think Army discussed it, and I'm sure I've heard Mickey talk about it as well and everyone else, that there's an immense amount of pressure yeah. that comes with this. Especially when you're up on this leaderboard, 
the, the fact that there's national champions now as well mm. is more pressure than ever. Yeah, and there's a the social these, media presence. There's a social like, media like presence. Never before. Never before, yeah. yeah. It's all in one, we're such a small country and then our community is even smaller. CrossFit as a community is already small, our country's small, it makes that mm. even smaller. So everything just, word flies around. Magnifies it. Yeah, Magnifies completely. It. So the pressure for those athletes at the top, top five athletes in the country, even top, even top 10 is crazy pressure because they mm. know they're all in contention to, to do something really great and mm. represent our country. So a lot of pressure comes with that. Yes. Obviously it just makes people do things like that. And do crazy fucking things, happens, you know? folks. Um, again, when you're dealing with a lot of eyes focused mm. on you, um, and I think if, if you're that type of person, you can buckle under the pressure. And buckling under the pressure can mean many different things. Uh, some people will perform not up to their standards. Uh, some people lose performance, whatnot. Other people then will do things that they may not necessarily do. Um, you know, they make these poor decisions and uh, they will end up paying the price for it in the long run. Yeah. It's an unfortunate thing when you mix competition with ultra competitiveness and you give people options like the open, right? So say in a live competition, you're up there, you're in front of hundreds of people. Um, you have a judge beside you. Yeah. So there's a lot of eyes on you. There's not a lot you can do to cheat, we'll yeah, say. There's a lot more variables. Yeah, yeah there's, it, there's yeah. not a lot you can do to cheat. You can either do the work or you can't. Yeah, yeah. Simple as that. Now, the open is a completely different story. So we get the workout at 1 a.m. on a Friday morning, and then we have till 1 a.m. on a Monday night to submit the score. Yeah. So there's this massive window of time that you can do the workouts. And you can basically, if you have access to a gym, you can do them 24 hours a day. Mm. You can do them whenever you want, as long as you have a judge there. So it leaves on the table the option for someone to come in if they have keys to a gym, do whatever they want, get up to all kinds of shenanigans, and the temptation is there. Yeah. So I think the lesson that we could learn from what we've seen over the last few days, again, we're not gonna go into details, I'm sure everyone knows about it by now, but the lesson is that if you have, from a coach's point of view and an owner's point of view, if you have an athlete who is in contention to go somewhere on the leaderboard, like a national spot or get into the Masters or whatever it is, you must, must supervise that athlete yeah. when they're being judged. It has to be done. You can't say, yeah, go in, do whatever you want, whatever, with any judge you want, especially not someone who's close to you. So, um, yeah, I think fr from what I've taken from the whole situation is that, that if you, again, have an athlete who's in contention, then you have to be there. You have to, if you're verifying them scores and their important scores, like on a leaderboard like this, then you must take responsibility to make sure the standards are upheld, the reps are done correctly, and then <laughs> the, the correct weights are on yeah. the bar. That's a very important one. Yeah. I I, you know, Maybe it's the always, most important one. It's always good, lads, if, if it says uh, 142 kilos, to make sure there's 142 kilos on the bar. Yeah. You know, that's a super important kind of a thing. So that's the lesson for the coaches and the owners. From an athlete's point of view, the lesson would be, 
if you're that type of person that is going to buckle extremely, extremely badly, like we've seen, then you're probably better off not competing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Go do something else. Go have fun with the workouts. Do the workouts, but don't be submitting scores. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just enjoy the process. Uh, if 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 it gets into your brain that much that would you would need to do something that extreme, then you're probably better off not register. Yeah. Would you agree, Shane? I'd, I'd say so. And as like an athlete myself, um, after competing over the last few years and then into kind of the RX side of things in Ireland too, it's extremely, extremely competitive environment. As I was saying, it's, mm. a, it's a very closed off. It's a dog-eat-dog dog world, is, isn't you know, it? Yeah, it, is, it is indeed. And like it, when it gets to the top of CrossFit, we saw at the IFC last year, it's just so competitive and there's a lot of pressure on people. And everyone's pretty friendly when it comes to the, the floor and everyone's like, they want you to do well or they come off like that. But yeah. At the end of the day, people, individuals want to win. That's why, we're, mm. that's why we're out there. It's very hard to go out somewhere and think that I don't want to win. No, no. All the fellas up there are mad to win. Yeah, so what, just competitiveness itself. Um, have, a, have a passion for it. Mm. When it comes to anything like this, even in CrossFit, I think you have to have a passion for it. If you're coaching a class, like members can tell if you're not passionate about something. Yes. Just by listening to you, I think. Anyway, I, I have heard it firsthand. Mm. And when it comes to competing as well, you're not going to do those competitions and these leaderboards and care that much if you're not passionate about mm. it. Sometimes you might just have to do some soul searching yourself yeah. and see what happens. I'm sure there'll be a lot of soul searching done yeah, over the next so, um, Again, it's not the end of the world either. No, you know it's what not I mean? the end of the world. As I said, I was a complete fuck up when I was yeah. 23 years of age. I was doing up to all kinds of mischief that would have had me in jail till I was past 30. Yeah. Um, you know, youngsters make mistakes. Yeah. I'm not going to call that a mistake actually because it wasn't a mistake. It was quite premeditated. Youngsters make bad decisions. Mm. They make bad decisions, but at the end of the day, who hasn't made a bad decision? Yeah. And it's not like this hasn't happened in the open before. No, you know. I, I bet you it's happened in uh, probably hundreds of times. Yeah, hundreds even even times. that last workout with the with Diane and stuff like that. There was a lot of blurred lines there mm. with putting that tape on the wall, kicking over the line with your heels. Yep. So yep. like I know in here we held a really high standard. We did, we did. Some you know, some people weren't happy about yeah, it. Yeah, people some people uh, weren't happy about it, and that's fine. You know, that, that's go yeah. do some else, no, That's no, grand. No. But. If, if you can hold that in your gym, even if you're not the affiliate owner or a coach, mm. if you are put in a position to coach some, or to, yeah, to coach or judge somebody in a workout, especially when there's a leaderboard involved, people are signed up yes. and saying that they're doing something truthfully, yeah. I think you should be holding yourself to that standard. And that, yeah. that's what brings us all up as a kind of community in Ireland. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's why we're so proud of what we do in Ireland here. Absolutely. Because the sports have to grow and mm. because and of And it will athletes, continue you know? to grow and people will continue to make mistakes, but hopefully... Yeah. We can learn from mistakes. Yeah. That's why mistakes, that's the most valuable thing about making these, again, I said mistakes, but bad decisions is we can look at bad decisions and we can say, right, Jimmy over there is after fucking up. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we can all learn from this as a community uh, and a sport and a national sport and a beloved sport, which we all love, that we can say we can use that as an example. And, you know, again, you know, Youths make these these poor decisions. Um, I'm sure it's happened hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh, Louis Simmons used to talk about fellas juice, and he said it's not uh, against the rules to juice; it's against the rules to get caught. And that's mentality for a lot of people. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm sure, fingers crossed, that uh, we can all learn from it and yeah. we can all move on. As I said, uh, sure. So these things happen. 
I think the main thing is not to dwell on it for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I suppose the logistics of something like that happening. So an athlete, again, their scores, I presume, will be nullified yeah. uh, once HQ deal with it properly. So what way will that switch things around? So let's um, go on to the, the full leaderboard. Yeah, now so and the, take a if we look at the overall, um, the leaderboard will jump. Here's the overall men's in Ireland. Um, so what we're realistically looking at is kind of the top five um, yeah. because of the point separation between, if you look at Tyg and Ian Golding, yeah. obviously both of them have great opens, but mm. it's kind of, there, there's obviously a separation when it comes to PD, Sam, um, Fowle there and Jamie Heaton. So yeah, yeah. Um, taking, a, taking a score out, out of consideration there, we'll probably jump maybe Tyg closer to Jamie in that leaderboard. I'm sure these boys have done the maths already on this yeah, and yeah. know what's going to happen. But I think the top, I think PD and Sam would still come down to that last workout like it did anyway. So I think what's going to happen is, right, I think... Depending on what scores get pulled as well. score, I think all the scores are going to get pulled yeah. once HQ get, yeah. a, get a grip of it. I think that's what's going to happen, I think. And realistically, that's what should happen. Yeah. So At the end of the day, um, if that happens with one of the scores, then you have to um, you have to be honest about things and, you know, think that, okay, if the, the person is up to whatever, then uh, all the scores should be gone. So that would mean the second to be gone there and the second to be gone there. I think if all the scores disappear, I think the boys will both drop the same amount of points. Yeah. So I think there's still going to be two points. There should be. But looking at it now, there should be that. Between um, them. Like, I, I think Jamie there's not much of a jump. Yeah, there's not much of a jump Jamie can make not, there. No. Just because of the scores that went in. Because mm. um, Sam has so many good finishes. Yeah. So if Sam had to drop points that last workout, which he didn't over Jamie. Because yeah. Jamie came fifth and that Sam came fourth. And then... Petey did so well in that last one. He, like, he, he, he did two minutes Absolutely better. Smashed it. Um, so that's, that'll keep him on top, I'd say. But, but at least two points, it looks like, from now. So we'll mm. see. Um, yeah, what I we saw last year with points. the Worldwide leaderboard, it was crazy. Mm. I think they put in, like, they had a cutoff line for the Worldwide to get to qualify through the games to reopen. Mm. And they had to wait, like, two, like, two or three weeks just for it all to, 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 settle to fall in on stuff. Like, yeah. Everyone was waiting for, like, Patrick Vellner to jump over the lines. And then if Patrick mm. Vellner jumped over, that means no Olsen will qualify. Mm. No Olsen was doing all these sanctions just to jump in. Yep. So you never really know with these leaderboards because there's plenty of stuff like this going on around the world where people aren't making those standards. Even saw during the week, there was a guy, um, he's a really high, high caliber athlete. I can't remember his name top of my head now. He hasn't been to the games before, I'm sure. Mm. He does loads of top level competition and he disputed uh, a penalty. Okay. So he got a two minute penalty on that last workout. Right. Or maybe it was, maybe it was point one with the snatches. But, they were dishing uh, out the penalties. They were dishing out the penalties. Like Fraser, loads of top, yeah, top people yeah, got them. Yeah. This guy got one and it was two minutes. So it took him out of contention for the games completely. So that's what, that, I think it threw him down about 100 places. But then he disputed it and mm. they got a lower to five seconds. So, okay. yeah, so I saw it. So it's worth disputing. It, it, it def definitely penalties. worth disputing. If there's something there where you feel like, hang on now, I, I did. I don't think he's going to be no, disputing what's going on. Probably don't dispute that one. But, no, that's definitely, know. that's indisputable. Um, but there's, there's plenty of them. Like we saw Emma, yeah. Emma got a few in the first week. Mm. Um, like phenomenal performance, but there was just little things that people at HQ picked out, I think. Like false start and things like that. False this. start, picked up the yeah, bar yeah, too yeah. early, not like uh, with the burpees with your feet and all that. The burpees thing, right, we never addressed that, but I think CrossFit shot themselves in the foot. Oh yeah, and they usually by, do with stuff like that. I know, yeah. I, I think they shot themselves in the foot by allowing the step in. Yeah, yeah. If you just kept it to the old standard of that you have to, first of all, it was you were allowed to step in, then they brought it to two foot jump in, 
yeah. then they brought back the step in. So if they had a left of that two foot jump in, it would have been it would have eliminated the one foot takeoff yeah, thing because sure. naturally when you step in with one foot, one foot is in front of the other. So the only way you can jump then is, is. by the back foot taking off yeah. first and then the front foot taking off. And your hips facing the opposite way. Yeah, to the so bar, they yeah. actually they brought all that mess upon themselves. Yeah, for sure. Castro should have just left it at a two foot jump in. And then when you jump in with two feet, your two feet are then are if they're not planted right beside each other, they're planted almost next to each other. Yeah. So when you jump in and do the takeoff, but again, I'm sure yeah, they may learn from next year. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully anyway, because yeah, just bring it back to the simplicity. Because I think the stepping over the two feet, whatever mm. the two feet is, just should be just scaled. Yeah. If you yeah. want to step over, just do scaled. You know, mm. that should be just the way it is. But agreed. Agreed. Um, Hopefully then they come out with better standards because there's always one thing that we're right. This year there was a lot more than I it's ever saw. It's easy for us to say they are criticised. Yeah, it? I know. There's a lot, there was a lot more disputes than, uh, yeah, than I've ever seen. But that's good as well because it means the CrossFit cracking down on things. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good plus for... And well, I, I like the humility, the humility, like I was saying, that guy that got the penalty disputed mm. and brought back to only five seconds. I like the humility from HQ because yes, in the past it was like, no. Yep. That's what we said. Not afraid to admit they can make mistakes. As yeah. Well. So I, li I like the I like the part where it's like, no, you know what? We'll go back and review it, yeah. and then we'll uh, we'll see, and then they they did bring it back. So that's that's awesome. a good that's a good talk. All right. So that's a, a wrap up of the Irish leaderboard as it stands at the moment. Um, after the break, we're going to have our national champion on, IFC champ 2019, uh, the legend uh, Mickey Smith. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> so this week's guest we have on Mickey Smith, um, again our national champion, uh, IFC 2019 champion, and the 26th fittest man in the world. Mickey, how are you, brother? How's things? All good, boys. How's it keeping? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. You're, you're looking like you're uh, having some good weather up there. Yeah. Uh, Guys up here in Bestbrook today, up in Yuri. Yeah, it looks good, looks good up there. Um, how's things with you, man? How's things going so far? Um, ah, not too bad. Um, busy, busy morning there. I'm up from six in the gym, so a few PTs over and done with, and then Excellent. having a wee look at this 20.5 now to see, yes. see what the crack is. Well, do you like it? I would. It looks like a good one for me now, if i be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll see what the crack is, whether I tackle it today or maybe leave it to tomorrow. We'll see how it's been a tough hour. Training, so we'll see. Okay, okay. So, uh, Mickey, you went to the Games, obviously, this year. Uh, congratulations on that. We're all very proud to have you as our uh, national champion. And not only did you go, but you performed very well as well. Could you uh, give us a little rundown on how things went for you over there and uh, your experience in general of the Games? Yeah, boys. Um, obviously, it's a great, great experience um, being able to represent the country. You know, um, walking out onto the field with that, with the Ireland flag was uh, probably the, as close as it gets to being at the Olympics. You know, mm. so um, no, it was amazing. It's been uh, four to five years of hard work trying to get there since starting CrossFit, and eventually it came into reality this year. So um, yeah, an amazing experience, and one I won't forget. Excellent, excellent. And you were, um, you performed in so good that you actually made it the 26th, which was fantastic. So you, you bypassed a lot of the cuts, you made it past the cuts. Um, could you give us your opinion on them and, you know, how, yeah, what did you um, thought happened and uh, what would you like to see it 
done the same way in 2021 or 2020 rather? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, the cuts obviously was new for everyone and uh, luckily enough, uh, a couple of good workouts fell my way early on in the competition. Um, I definitely would. I would say it's a good way to go about it. Um, maybe, you know, what I like maybe another day or so at it. So yeah, before I... the cuts, I think it was a wee bit tighter towards the end, cutting it down to 10 even on the Saturday. So um, something. if I get back again next year, I'd want to be making that top 10 if possible. I had no doubt about it, man. If there's anyone that can do it, it's definitely you. Did you meet, get to meet uh, Castro and uh, Glassman and any of the rest of them? Yeah, uh, Castro and Glassman were there at the athlete dinner at the start of the, uh, the, the day before competition. Mm. So, um, yeah, Glassman's a bit of a, uh, he's a bit of a funny character, all right. And Castro, it's, he'd be a hard man to get hold of. But, yeah. um, just passing by more so, and then obviously met all the, a lot of the big athletes that you know we we watched for years on Netflix Brilliant. and YouTube. So it's great to actually meet them guys in person as well. You yeah, know? man, that must yeah. have been an amazing experience to not only see them there and all that, but to be on the same floor as them. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? To think that, as you said, we've all spent years uh, watching them online, watching their videos, watching their games performances. What did it feel like to be actually standing next to them? And uh, were you fanboying out or anything like that, or did you did you have any aux moments with him? Yeah, well, uh, uh, going into the first workout, you know, you're in the warm-up area and you're thinking to yourself, like, these are the big dogs here that we're yeah, going against. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't count yourself nearly as one of them at the start. You're sort of more so just saying, ah, I'll do what I can do here. But after the first workout, you soon sort of realise you can you can dance with these boys no yeah, problem yeah, like if absolutely you, if you go for it put and dance you it, did so and dance you did first workout well settled you really didn't look out of place at all in that first no one no the, that that was snatches, yeah. I had goosebumps man watching you on the first yeah one. it was amazing uh, you really where did you place again Mick on the first workout first workout I think it was about twenty fourth um, that's phenomenal in my phenomenal. heat which was the middle heat uh, I think only Fakowski Will Murad. I think that was it, it finished in front of me. Maybe mm. one other guy, James Newbury, finished in front of me, but I was fourth in that heat, so it was definitely a big lift for me, being yeah. one of the first men on that last bar. Excellent, sure. excellent, absolutely phenomenal. So you enjoyed it as an overall uh, experience, and you're, uh, you're looking forward to getting back there again? Yeah, well, that's the plan, obviously. Absolutely. The Open hasn't gone uh, just as well now, so... No, and uh, we're just about, to, just about to lead into that now at the moment. Uh, Okay. 20.1, what happened, brother, what happened? We're all interested. Uh, it, it's hard to know, you know. Um, I should I should have done a lot better than what I did, you know. Um, finishing where it was like 49th, 50th in the Irish leaderboard. No, no, there's nothing wrong. But at the same time, uh, coming off the back of the games, obviously you'd be yes. expecting the top five finish uh, in nearly every workout. But, uh, you know, the, the games took a lot out of me and... Mm. You know, you were training so hard to get there. Obviously, then guys are used to that volume all year round where I was peaking right for the Open. Yeah. Um, probably didn't take as much time off as I should have leading up to the Open um, instead of going back in. So I didn't feel 100% going into the Open. Mm. But that first workout just got inside my head. Um, I, I went not to 100 in the first five rounds on the tenth one and completely blew up. And then after that, the workout just got in my head and I couldn't... I just couldn't get my head around it uh, 
in attempts two and attempts three. Three attempts you had? Yeah. I had three attempts, <sighs> yeah, I'll be honest, I don't mind saying Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. You know, it is what it is, these Look. things happen. So three attempts and only could get us those 12, 30, 12, 30 or 12, 29 or something. I remember. Still, still a great score, but I'm sure, as you said, you're uh, a wee bit disappointed with uh, not getting a, maybe a top five or close to even top ten on it. Oh, what was that? Sorry, Tom. I said, um, still a great score. Still a great score, but as you said, you were a wee bit disappointed on uh, not getting the performance you had hoped for on it. Well, that's it, yeah. It's kind of like what happened to Sam Stewart last year. Yes, you know, yes. A, a, a big knock like that in the first workout. Mm. Uh, puts you out of contention for the rest of it, you know, so you don't feel like you're going to give 100% then in the rest of the workouts, you know. We actually discussed that, we were discussing, uh, it was a almost identical situation to what happened to Sam last year. Um, you know, you, you did perform as well as you wanted to on that first workout. How did you feel then after that, knowing that you had another four weeks of this going ahead? and that you had to tackle another four workouts, it must have been a little bit disheartening, was it? And, and you know, yeah. that you couldn't put your uh, foot yeah, effort definitely, in. Definitely, you know, um, like just if, even if you look at the leaderboard from last year, like qualifying for the games, I was on 15 points after five workouts, and I was already on 49 points after the first workout, so you, you were never going to be able to come back from it, you know? Yes. So you just have to get on and do them and enjoy them with your gym members and the people in your gym and just have fun with it then, you yeah. know, rather than taking it too seriously. Yes, I would imagine that there had to be a shift in attitude from, yeah. OK, I'm in contention to go into the games, that, OK, I might not make it this year, but I'm still going to put in an effort and try and enjoy the process as much as possible. You know, yeah. but um, as, as we, myself, Shane, talked about, you didn't make any excuses. Uh, like a true champ, you handled it and uh, you got on with things. And, you know, we wouldn't expect that unless from uh, a calibre of athlete like yourself. Mm. But uh, yeah, so we can realistically yeah. say that the, the games maybe, even though you're in the top 10 now, I believe, are you, you're in 10th place at the moment? Uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. I think so that... Going into the last week, so that would the probably... main plan is just to get this last workout done and then um, obviously go hard at the Fildy 150 and try and get my spot there. Yes. Um, a lot of them top guys will probably get their national champion spot or the top 20 in the world. Mm. I definitely think the 50 150s up for grabs if you go for it. Yeah. I absolutely think so. I think, like you said, um, a lot of them big names will be pre-qualified or truly open, or uh, maybe as a national champion. So I would, I would reckon that you have a good shot of getting there. What yeah. do you think, Shane? Uh, yeah, and there's, there's like a big, there's a lot of room now in the space for the backfill process that yes. we're seeing. So guys who are going through the out to reopen in the, the qualifying spots there and national champions means that if you go to these. Like the filthy is, it's a huge sanctioner. So it has all these games athletes. So if you can place well among those, someone like Mickey definitely could. It looks yep. like there could be a backfill or even to win it, then you can go straight to the games from there. So yep. opportunities yep. there. I'm sure Mickey, you've you kind of went straight in and made a plan yourself after that first workout. I was like, oh no, this is my this is my plan yeah. now to straight into a, a sanctioner, yeah. That's um, it, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I know I qualified last year through the Open, but I much prefer a competition scenario than an Open scenario. So, like, com compared to like, the likes of the Irish Fitness Championships and any competition like the Open. Mm. Sorry, CrossFit Games, I do perform a lot better, I think, on the field than I do in the gym, you know? Yeah, yes, yeah well, sure. I, I think you see that a lot. You see athletes that are Open athletes. I don't like to call them out Open athletes because obviously they're good athletes anyway. But when they go to competitions, they 
tend to perform not as well. And then the opposite is true. Uh, yeah. they, they may not be world beaters in the open, but like yourself, then you, you drop you into a live competition and you can beat you know, practically anyone in the world, in my opinion. But that's it, like, I, I'm not boasting about it, but I, uh, mm. I did beat Frazier in that sled first workout. Yeah, so. there you go, <laughs> boy. Hey, that's a fucking, that's one to take to, to yeah. tell the grandchildren, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I beat Matt Frazier on the workouts. Absolutely, I think Mickey was one of the few not to push the sled straight into the floor. They all kind of seemed to <laughs> push the sled straight into the ground and then they couldn't get off to the Yeah, start. was there yeah. like a knack to that? I, I remember um, uh, Neil Maddox in one of the, the games workouts, I believe it was maybe in 15 or yeah, 16, he, right over the he almost lifted it. He yeah. cut, not lifted it, but he, he put a little bit of different pressure That's on right, it. Yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, Was it the I, same I like case? It. Yeah, if you're pushing, like, if you're pushing sleds in your gym often, you'll know, like, you know, the lighter sleds, you can't go near the top of them. And it just seems yeah. a lot of the boys went to the top of the handles. Yes, which yes. Which is a bit, just a rookie error, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you being the rookie, you didn't make that error. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. Oh, well, so, so have you any other? In this gym anyway, so. Yes, absolutely, man. What's the plan so uh, for 2020, Mick? I know we had Ar Army on last week. He said you're going to be doing strength in depth as a team. Um, had you any other plans then after that, or tell me a little bit about strength in depth and what you hope for to achieve at that competition? Yeah, well, I suppose that the sanctional season, you just have to take it as it comes, really. So first mm. things first is filthy 150. I'll be trying for my individual spot. If that doesn't work out, then I've got strength and depth in January. I'm going to take a few weeks off after filthy just to get my head right again. Mm. Um, strength and depth, hopefully big, strong team with Emma and Army and Jane from JST. So we should definitely make a good point. Um, if that doesn't work out, I've got... Possibly Wada Palooza lined up um, as part of the team as well. And if Brilliant. not, then I'm going to look at sanctionals um, around the April May time yeah. uh, to give me plenty of time. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so you, you, it sounds like yourself and um, Neil Laverty have put together a good plan going into the 2020 season. Um, we were discussing last week, so there's a team which you, Army, Emma, and what's the other girl's name? Sorry. Uh, it's Jane. It's, Jane. She was on the JST team at the games last. Do ye have, um, is, is, will she be going back to the games, do you think, on the JST team? Is that her plan? Or could you, say, say if ye won strength and depth, and yeah. Army obviously is going to go for his country, and Emma will go for Ireland, could ye put in two alternates uh, in as right. them? Yeah, um, as far as I know, you, get, you can put, um, enter anyone that's you know, registered for the Open and whatnot. So as far as I know, um, you could have anyone, like, for example, you know, Sam Stewart or PD didn't make, like, so one of them boys could potentially go on a team or maybe, you know, one of the JST guys, no team. problem. Yeah, would be. yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be. So, yeah, plenty of options there, hopefully, going into the, uh, the 2020 season. If we, don't, yeah. if we don't see as an individual, um, which I'm sure there's a great chance of you doing, um, there's always a possibility of a team as well. Fingers crossed, definitely. Brilliant, absolutely, man. We'll be all rooting for you anyway. Put you in Irish um, team at the games too. Yeah, yeah, future, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, Mick, um, I know that you have um, a very successful online programming um, system now as well. Could you give us a little uh, insight into that? Um, I'm seeing some of the people putting up their videos and whatnot, and it looks like you're building a good little crew. I like the way you go very in depth into the program, and you're you're putting up some of the uh, you know pictures of you going through the program and whatnot. Give us a little rundown on uh, EST Evolve. Yeah, well, basically we've been running it now for roughly six months. Um, 
a few of our members actually give us the idea that we're struggling to get onto a program that was individual and a bit more personal. So to start to develop our own um, program for them and that way we can work on their specific weaknesses. Mm. So um, it's good just to have something local like that that, that the guys can use. Um, and then it sort of branched out from that. Uh, a couple of more athletes from down south came on board with us. Mm. Um, so we're up to about 16, 17 athletes at the minute. Some That's of them brilliant. are doing the individualized programming um, where we, we are programming basically periodized towards their weaknesses. Um, some people have decided just to jump a generic strength program to, uh, three days a week on top of their classes. So um, there's definitely good options and the boys are getting good results over the past six months. Um, and, you know, we're, are, we're definitely open to a few more slots, but you want to you obviously don't want to take on too much work that you can't handle. Yes, absolutely. Quality is more important than quantity, especially when you're dealing with people's hopes and dreams of uh, competition and whatnot. And... Um, your gym also seems to be very successful. I see you're doing some renovations up there at the moment. You have more machines uh, than I can count. I'm a bit jealous. Yeah, it looks like you have about 100 of everything up there. So, so well done. Could you give us a little rundown on the new extension in the gym and what's going on for uh, EST at the moment? Yeah, well, that's it. You know, we're open about two and a half years now, Tom, and uh, we'll definitely be coming from strength to strength. Um, we started off out with one small two and a half thousand square foot unit and within a year we, we took on it the same size again mm. and the classes are just getting that busy in the evening you know what it's self guys trying to do their own training mm. guys doing classes the cardio classes going on so we we, we decided we'd, we'd take on another small section luckily enough we have it and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know yourself, it's a lot of work. You have yes, to put it in, is, so man. It is. Finding the balance, isn't it? Well, fair play to you, Mick. I, I wish you uh, continued success with that. I'm, I'm delighted to see it. It's always great to see up and coming gyms. And uh, obviously, from an athlete like yourself, you have a lot to pass on to all your members. So uh, they're lucky to have you up there, my friend. Uh, so, the next portion of today's workout, we put up, uh, or today's uh, interview, <laughs> rather, <laughs> workout, we put up on Instagram a few questions for uh, the general public to, to write in and ask. So, we picked a few of them, and uh, Shane, okay. is, Shane is going to read them out. Not too controversial, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll see. We'll see what you say. I won't believe that, Mickey. These these questions are getting a reputation now on this podcast. <laughs> no problem. Work away, boys. So we start off with the first one. Is just what's your favorite workout you've ever done in a competition? Favorite workout I've ever done in the competition? Ah, uh, it's hard to be, it's hard to beat that Macho Man use voice through at us there. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yes. Hey, good man. I was a big fan of that. Yes, yeah. yeah you done well. You fucking smashed that. Touch boy. and go on every on every bar. Yeah, <laughs> mm. I saw that. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that was a great workout. Good yeah, program. that would be one, probably my best local competition uh, workout. At the games, I would definitely say the first workout at the games with uh, run, rope climb, and snatch. Mm. Once I've seen that, yeah, I was yeah. licking my lips for that one. The, the, you, yeah. Beating Fraser had to be one of your favourites as well. The slate and the bar muscle up one. Yeah, that was good. It just it was a very short workout, so you know, just pure burn. I can't say I loved it. Now, short and yeah, sweet. Short, short and sweet. Right. Next question, Shane. Uh, second one then is, <laughs> who asked these questions? Who do you love more, Mickey, your dog or your girlfriend? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, now that's your putting in the spot there. <laughs> Don't uh, worry, the dog. Jenny's number one now. She knows that. The Jenny's dog won't. The dog won't have YouTube, so it won't be able to listen. <laughs> 
That's good. It's good to have it that way. Uh, Mickey, what's your opinion on cheating in the open? Uh, say it again, sorry. What's your opinion on cheating in the open? Cheating in the open. Um, I sort of I talked a wee bit about this before the open started this year, and you know now that the the prize for the coming first in the open is so big, like it's only going to get more and more common that people are going to be doing silly things to try and get a spot, you know, to go to the game. So I I think there should be a local event or a local uh, location that we we the top athletes go to uh, do the workouts head to head against each other. That way, it just rules out the chances of anything, any cheating or any messing around, because it's not fair on the athletes that are obviously working very hard, you know. Yes, we were. To I was talking to a, a group of uh, people last night about this, and I think you're right. I think some kind of a national uh, competition where they do the, the workouts, you know what I mean? The open workouts, but it has to be in front of like registered judges and all that kind of stuff, so we know that. Yeah. If because it is such an important thing to go to the games, then there's a lot riding on it. You guys, a lot of you guys base your whole year around it. Um, so to, to that to be put in the hands of someone who the athlete decides is a good judge, I don't think it's really fair. You know, yeah, it should be yeah, someone agree with that. someone that's yeah. impartial and uh, that doesn't have any ties to the athlete. And then at least and and, and as you said, somewhere that people can see it. People can see it, and I think video on everyone's workouts as yeah, well that's advice, would, would be a good thing. You know what I mean? If everyone had to put up a video, like Tiger's yeah. doing now, then would we be able to see, you know, who's performing? Are they doing the reps correctly? Are they using the correct weights? That's uh, a big <laughs> thing as well, and uh, obviously all the rest of the stuff that goes along with that. Absolutely, yeah. Fair play to Tag. Um, I would have mm. been happy enough to do that myself this year. You know, it's something that we should all be doing. You know. Yeah. Um, at the top end of things. Yes. Uh, next question, Mick. How many pints of Guinness do you drink a week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's a hard question. I'm not too good at maths. But, you know, uh, obviously, you know, uh, me and Jenny got engaged though at the games and it's been, uh, it's, there's been plenty of outings since coming home from the games. That's obviously been, uh, you know, a big, big part to play on the first maybe few open scores, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, I do enjoy you now Guinness boys, but uh, I was saying to Emma yesterday, you know, there's a big difference there between her, you know, in terms of training volume and whatnot, but mm. I definitely, she said as well, like, at the top, top end, you know, you really do have to dial the drink down if you want to, you want to be successful, so maybe That's, I'm going to... Hey. Put a back shelf on it. You're a man after my own heart, buddy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with an old pint of Guinness every now and then. Unless you get a sponsorship. You might get yeah, a sponsorship in the I future. Think, yeah, I think you should start tagging uh, the IG Guinness uh, page <laughs> and you might even get a sponsorship. I know, I know, boys. That'd be a dream come true, though. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah, you have a tap, a tap in the gym and everything. Yeah. That's it, yeah. You, you won't need to do any personal training or coaching like that anymore. You'll be getting paid by Guinness to be <laughs> a professional Guinness athlete. I'd be happy enough. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Mick, is there anyone you would like to give a shout-out to now before we uh, we wrap it up? I know uh, you're being coached by Neil Laverty up in 8020 there, and I'm sure there's another couple of people you want to thank for... Uh, you know, helping support you get to the games and whatnot, and anyone else you want to give a shout to, brother? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll definitely give a shout out to Emmett here in the gym, my business partner, looking after me and uh, looking after the gym during the games or the build up of the games, so take the stress off my back. 
Um, Jenny and all for helping me out and my coach Neil Laverty still looking after me at the minute and getting me ready for this season. Uh, like to thank uh, Wade and Ollie Clothing and all for sponsoring me for the games as well. Um, I haven't got a chance to thank them boys since coming home so um, big thanks to them boys as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Mick, you're an absolute gent. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Um, we wish you all the best. We'll be rooting for you over the coming season. Um, and uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Shane, do you want to say thanks. goodbye to Mick there? All right, Mick. Thanks very much, man. See you again. No bother, boys. Thanks a million. All the best. All right, same to you, brother. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bye. And that's a wrap for episode five of the Irish Fitness Podcast. Uh, next week, we'll be wrapping it all up. We have the, uh, the kingpin of Irish CrossFit, Mr. Alan Barnell, coming on the show. Um, it's always good when you get a chat to Barnell. Yeah, we'll get his a lot opinion. of experience on yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. On one, yeah. of the, one of the OGs yeah, of CrossFit. Sure. A friend of mine for a good few years now. He met him, met him first in 2012, I believe. He was one of the first athletes to compete at the, uh, the Irish Fitness Championships slash the stadium throwdown. So it's going to be a good crack next week, folks. Um, tune in we'll have Alan on with the wrap-up show we can discuss everything that happened over the last five weeks the five workouts and uh, anything else that, uh, that uh, Bornell wants to throw in there yeah. as well we'll have a shout about all right tune in next week folks